everybody. It's Still Sober with John Rabin. This is episode 212. Um, posting on Wednesday, uh, July 27th. Howdy. Hope you're doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm in uh, some discomfort. I feel like I'm recovering from a, uh, from a car wreck. Like there's a pain on my neck. Like it's all just down my back of my neck. And I feel like I got some severe whiplash and it's like, John, were you in a wreck? I was not. I, um, slept wrong and that's where I'm at. I know my I know my demographic. I know who listens to me, which means that uh, the age-wise. So I know that every single person listening to this has experienced the same thing. So you feel me on this, right? It's a nice little reminder that you. Uh, oh, Jesus! That you're uh, old. So I had the setup just now, the microphone on the table, just how I like it. And then I realized, okay, this is uncomfortable to do it right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, and that noise you're hearing is me picking up the microphone and then holding it like I'm doing a fucking set at an open mic. Hey, everybody, how's it going there? And uh, so it's going to sound weird, but you know what? I'd rather be comfortable than, um, than it be acoustically sound. So as long as you can hear me, and I know you can hear me because this fucking thing's on. So I want to be comfortable. So I'm leaning back in my chair and I'm just kind of resting this on my chest. I'm going, hello. Hi, everybody. I'm doing all right, though. I'm doing fine. Um, comparatively speaking, too, because like I work at a place that even with... Um, not contractors. Um, what are they? What are they called? Yeah, I'll call them contractors. People who are like uh, advisors, like just like third-party help that are temporary, temporarily uh, employees. Anyway, with them added, we've got about five people. Right, half of them have COVID or may have COVID. One definitely has COVID. Uh, one probably has COVID and one doesn't even, one, one can't tell. And the reason that they can't tell is because it's like, okay, I've taken four different tests, you know, some at home and some professionally. And one of them said, came up positive, but all the other ones are negative. What's going on? And I'm like, I'll tell you what's going on is that COVID the variants right now, COVID is at like iPhone 14, but the tests are at uh, iPhone 10. You know, technology, like we haven't caught up. I think we're still using the old fucking tests. It's like, well, you've tested negative. You do not have um, the, the alpha version, alpha variant. Uh, you don't have the OG COVID. Great. What about the new one? Uh, and you just kind of shrugs. So um, my opinion is uh, if you feel sick and you can afford to not go to work, don't go to work. That's if you feel bad, don't work. 
until you stop feeling bad and then you can work. Because this whole, you know, it's just at this, or, or, shouldn't we be at that level now? Shouldn't we be at the point where we're like, let's, uh, you know, treating it like flu? I don't know. I'm not a, clearly not a doctor. I do follow the different, uh, you know, I do my own research, as they say. But I, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's where we're at. How shitty do you feel? Feel pretty shitty. Well, then you should probably rest. I should probably take the take a test. I guess. Seems like you're just blowing thirty dollars. Like, let me spend thirty dollars to still be uncertain about whether or not I have the new COVID. It's dumb. Can't really afford it. This is where we're at. Anyway, this is not what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I think I brought this up, but I don't think, uh, like I did a search on old episodes to see if I actually pull up talking about this, but I don't think I have. Let me double check here. All right, I just checked. No, where you have, I have, uh, I know I've talked about it briefly, but I don't think I've ever done a dive into it, um, which is, and let me just say, first of all, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Um, is a dry drunk real? Is that a real thing? That's what I wanted to kind of talk about because, man, I've, uh, you hear people, people who say dry drunk, you're here in 12 step, you hear 12 step people use it. Um, and a lot of times it's used, it's directed at people who aren't following the program. So it comes off like bullshit comes off to like, like bullshit to different people. I, uh, I think it was Doug Stanhope, comedian Doug Stanhope, who is a, a um, drunk, uh, very funny drunk. So it's very, you know, talking about, talking about made up bullshit. And uh, he's very anti 12 step. So, um, but he makes good points. Um, and he talks about how it, it's complete, you know, made up bullshit. And the thing about it is, is that it's, you know, it is, something that was made up the term but it, everything's made up the first time it's used i mean everything we made we made up terms for everything so is it but is it an actual legitimate thing so let me first i want to provide you my thoughts on it let me first this is an actual webmd page dedicated to dry drunk syndrome. I was shocked. I'm like, really? Okay. So I'm going to touch on a couple things here. It says dry drunk syndrome is a term coined by the creator of Alcoholics Anonymous to describe someone who has quit drinking, but has not dealt with the issues that cause them to become addicted in the first place. Uh, dry drunk syndrome can be a sign that you are close to relapsing uh, sobriety is a long, ongoing process. No shit, but help, support, and treatment can make it easier. Um, and then here are the symptoms of 
dry, being a dry drunk. It's like everyone's experience is different. Sure is. But some symptoms of a dry drunk, of dry drunk symptom syndrome can include wanting to be the center of attention. Um, I think that's everybody. Feeling like you're always the victim. That also feels like everybody. Having trouble communicating with other people. That's everyone. Mood swings that range from depression to extreme happiness. Uh-huh. Fear that you can't change. Anger and resentment towards family and friends who intervened in your drinking. Frustration over time wasted due to your alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. Believing that sobriety is boring. It is boring. Uh, sometimes romanticizing past substance abuse. That's everybody in AA. Um, they don't say it's romanticizing, but they tell stories and they're all like, eh, I was the worst. Were you? Are we all the worst? All right. Uh, not acknowledging the problems your substance abuse caused, uh, feeling jealous of people who are showing signs of healthy recovery. Yeah, I've seen that. Believing you always know what's best. I do, by the way. <laughs> Uh, refusing to accept constructive criticism. You know, the thing about those, that sounds like everyone on the internet. Doesn't it? That sounds like every single person that it doesn't have to do with recovery or not. It sounds like everybody. The thing about, uh, I believe that what, what, they, what they call being a dry drunk I've seen um, I've also, my mom can confirm that my grandfather, who finally used a, a medication that made you sick if you drank alcohol with the medication, so it kind of forces you to stop drinking, um, but he was just kind of a, a miserable old codger at the, at the end there for the last, you know, what, decade or so. He was always just, just kind of a, a cranky fuck. And my mom pretty much goes, yeah, I think, you know, your grandfather was a dry drunk. He absolutely, he didn't do anything to change. He just stopped drinking and then was just kind of bitter about it. Um, so I've seen people do this. I've seen people not change anything. So I know that it's based on you know, the actual syndrome or whatever it is, you know, the, the string of behaviors that are considered that would make somebody think that you're a dry drunk, that's real. When you're not actively trying to better yourself or fill the void that self-destruction took you know, it's like, oh, I'm not destroying myself anymore. And I'm not, uh, oh, you know, what do I do to fill the time that was getting drugs and then doing the drugs or, you know, always or the drinking or anything like that? I haven't filled it with anything new. That's a legit thing. So is a dry drunk real? Yes. However... I think the key here, the thing that really got my attention was at the beginning of this little 
article which said that uh, um, that the dry drunk syndrome is a term coined by the creator of Alcoholics Anonymous. So this is a term that was that that uh, what's his ass came up with. What, 90 years ago, 80 years ago, something like that. So it's something that 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 dude came up with to kind of describe it. But what I've kind of figured out by observing people and their behaviors, observing a lot of different types of behavior and different types of um, destructive behavior and the way people act, what uh, what I've always thought was um, very like exclusive to alcoholics and drug addicts only is just self-destructive behavior that human beings do. So honestly, what it is, is the idea. And what I, what I've mentioned several times when I tell people is that when you're trying to, the best way to, uh, to do recovery is to first get sober. Then once you stopped doing the drugs and the alcohol, then do treatment, whether it be, uh, you know, rehab that not most people can't afford. So that's, that's rarely an option. Uh, 12 step is the easiest. If not therapy, if you can quit drinking and then go and then do therapy on a regular basis and then, you know, work on why, work on the, the reasons that you were abusing alcohol or drugs. And that's the whole thing. I think that I think this dry drunk thing is really attached to people who are not doing any kind of therapy, who are not working on the origin, where did this come from? Or I've stopped uh, drinking myself to death, but my life's still kind of broken. And I can't put, you know, I've forgotten how to do things, how to actually fucking function. I need help putting everything back together and doing things again. And I think that's, that's the whole dry drunk thing. Now I mentioned this. Now here's the thing though. You only hear people bring up dry drunk shit. It'd be one thing if they brought it up to like if a if an AA person brought it up to somebody that they they were a sponsor of that he I think that you're dealing with this because you're not doing any you're not putting the work in because that's the role of a sponsor. But that's not where you hear it. You hear it from people in AA who are talking shit about somebody who doesn't go to AA. And that's where the legitimacy comes into question because, because you know, you can pick up on bullshit and you can pick up when somebody's just talking and trashing someone. So most of the time when I hear somebody refer to the term dry drunk, they're usually talking shit and it's really not their place to label somebody else because you don't know what they're doing unless it's so 
obvious that they're fucked up and not doing it. But even then, it's kind of none of your business if you're not directly in, involved in an intervention or, you know, it's a friend of yours and you're not being honest with them. If, if it's not something you're telling somebody to their face and going, hey, man, I think blah, blah, blah. So if you're referring to somebody as a dry drunk, you're kind of gossiping and you're talking some shit and it's none of your business. You stay in your own lane. That's what I think. I think when you hear somebody using dry drunk, they it's typically they're they're gossiping. And it's uh it's not helpful. And it's very judgy. And I don't like it. So I rarely use it because it only it yeah, it's only for people who want who want to tear some money down. But I think it's a legitimate thing. I think it's, well, I mean, it's, it's a descriptive of somebody who needs therapy and they're not doing therapy. I think the term dry drunks uh, just kind of, uh, it's unnecessary. It's much easier to go, you probably need to go to therapy or you need to actually do the work with the therapy. You don't need another term on top of it. I think it's just a, mm, you have issues and you need to work on them and you probably need professional help to assist you in dealing with your issues. So that's what I think. That makes the most sense to me based on what I've seen and what I um, see in others. You know, let me let me actually let me think of uh, let me add one more thing. Um, a lot of the issues with uh, being a dry drunk is that you're not doing anything to change. You're still uh, a lot of the psychological aspects of um, you know white knuckling it, if you will, is that. In your head, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about doing the drugs. You're thinking about drinking. But you're, but you're trying to, you know, all right, I can't do that. I got to keep doing this other thing. I got to just, uh, you know, trying to willpower your way through it. And my issue with people who are who have replaced their addiction to either alcohol or drugs with their addiction to 12-step. As in, they go to AA meetings, they go to lots of AA meetings, they go to AA functions, they, that's their social circle is all AA people. Um, and they're, it's constantly, it's all AA all the time. They use the lingo constantly and it's annoying, super annoying. You're like, God damn, son. Um, my problem with it is that uh, thinking about not drinking all the time is just as harmful as thinking about drinking all the time. If everything, if your entire identity and all your thought process is not drinking, drinking is still the center of your thoughts and who you are. And you're never going to elevate and get away from who you were 
you're still clinging to it. I'm not saying you shouldn't, at some point, you should just cut the cord of AA, but I'm thinking that you should, it should be a thing that helps you rebuild your life and get you back into society. You shouldn't hide from it and only do that. I think that that's just, which is why it's ironic when you have AA people who are calling somebody a dry drunk when all they do is AA all the time. It's like, it's kind of like what you're doing. In a way, you're also kind of a dry drunk by always doing AA shit, always thinking AA shit, always AA, 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 <laughs> It's uh, it doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem healthy. So, I just saw uh, an article and I didn't open it. I didn't read it because I'm like I don't want to read that. But the headline was from dry January to fake cocktails inside the new temperance movement. I don't want to read it because I don't think it'll let me either. I think the wash it's because it's with the Washington Post, and I think that they want me to subscribe, and um, I don't want to. Um, but I'll tell you, on a personal level, when it comes to mocktails, have you ever tasted a cocktail without alcohol? It's gross. It's not good. It is not good at all. Mocktails suck. I have never had a mocktail that I lied, that I liked. And I know some of them are like, oh, it's a mocktail, but it's got CBD in it. That's fine. That's okay. I'd rather have a CBD beverage in a, you know, uh, sparkling water. That'll be fine. Because it's tied to the idea, mocktails are tied to the idea of, um, look at me, I'm out here socializing just like I, I can do the same socializing I used to, but you know, it's uh, it's this, it's a fake drink. I'm going to cosplay alcoholism. That's what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's alcoholism cosplay. It's, I don't, maybe you'll like the taste of it. That's one thing I've, I've yet to, to meet anybody who likes mocktails. I think they're fooling themselves. It's like, eh, this is how I socialize. Just drink, man, just have a fucking Coke. Just have iced tea. Learn to move on. There are other things to drink out there. You know, there are lots of choices in bars now, I noticed, that there's lots of different, you know, from not, it's not just a Coca-Cola or Topo Chico. There's other options. It's the same thing as that fake beer. It's like the non-alcoholic beer. What are you doing to yourself? Why would you do that? Why would you masturbate with an oven mitt? You know, it's not the same. What are you doing? <laughs> it's it's uh, part of moving on is that, hey, you know, it's the acceptance that you can't do what you used to do. It's a new chapter. You know, like I'm going out because I want to see a show. People are going to be drinking. I don't drink anymore. I don't do that anymore. What do you want? I would like that drink, not a fake, almost alcohol drink without any of the fun. What is that? There's no way I'm going to do that. Everybody's different. So you may think differently, but I think you're fooling yourself with a stupid mocktail. Last thing I want to do is see somebody, you see a bartender who already thinks highly of themselves. As soon as I got sober, by the way, I realized how 
overpaid bartenders are, overtipped. You're tipping a bartender a dollar to open a beer? Get the fuck out of here. Did I just pay you a dollar to open a cap and put it on my tab? That's insane. We're either overpaying, you're either over-tipping bartenders or you're under-tipping waitstaff. One or the other. That's what, that's what I could, you know, once I got sober and started figuring out, going, oh my God, these bartenders, I guess they deserve the money because they have to put up with drunk assholes. So maybe it's like a, that's, that's where the, the extra money comes in because you have to listen to boring ass stories from drunks and pretend that you're, that you're their friend so that they keep tipping you. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's that's why it's okay that they that you're over tipping because you're such an asshole. It's like, hey, here's a dollar because I'm annoying. Maybe that's why it is. I don't know. Stillsoberpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Uh, appreciate it. Stay cool out there because it's uh, it's abusive. The weather is abusive. But we're almost to August, right? We're almost through. It's, we're two-thirds of the way through. But it is, man, is it abusive. Um, we'll see you next week. Appreciate it. Later. Disconnect the telephone line